0: Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, August 10th, 2018. And on this report I will be talking about the coordinated attack by deep state corporate tech giants such as Facebook, Apple, Google, YouTube, and Spotify since virtually everyone else is also talking about this subject. I will try to give some different information such as some legal arguments as to why Being private might not shelter these particular corporations this time. It is common for those on the left to express hatred of capitalism and to rejoice when an anti-capitalist is elected. Yet they trust the capitalist, massive, unaccountable corporations to decide for all of us what we are able to listen to and to discuss thanks to their demands. Global corporations now govern the public sphere, and decide what speech is permissible and what is not. These private corporations, therefore not subject to First Amendment restrictions, are so they believe, so they tell us. But they are also bigger, more powerful, and certainly richer than many governments. They are so big and so powerful that they are virtually an arm of government, as Ron Paul has charged. Part of the coordinated attack I spoke of earlier was against The director of the Ron Paul Institute for Peace and Prosperity and Dr. Paul had some things to say about that in an interview on Tuesday. Quote, while social media could be a real delight and very informative, the biggest role social networks are playing is working with the government. The government is indirectly regulating free speech through companies like Twitter and Facebook. He went on to say, You get accused of treasonous activity and treasonous speech because in an empire of lies, the truth is treason. Challenging the status quo is what they can't stand. It unnerves them, so they have to silence people, end quote. Therefore, the tech giants are acting on behalf of government, as Dr. Paul says, to the point where they have become virtually an agent of government. They allow the government to control speech through them as surrogate companies. There is a case, I believe, from the California Supreme Court that holds them to be similar. to public utilities and Twitter has been recently sued on that premise. The case of Taylor versus Twitter, I think. If you look at normal media, such as the New York Times, that paper has control over editorial content. It hires a profane racist to its editorial board then it is responsible for the content of what she puts in the paper, and it can be sued if she prints libel. The Internet companies, on the other hand, argue that they have no control over content. They do not edit what goes on the Internet in any way. They just try to keep violent, hateful speech off their media. That premise is easily refuted. When you research the many sites where Antifa has posted actual calls for political violence, so they in fact do control content. Alex Jones is shut down, deplatformed, shadow banned, eliminated from the public sphere. However you want to say it, his millions of subscribers are deprived of the opportunity to hear his views, watch his videos, listen to his rants and so forth. He and his audience were starting to challenge some of the major networks for viewership and thus He was getting to be a bit of a problem for them. Keep in mind that Alex has been doing the same thing in the same way for decades. But now, all of a sudden, right now, he has to be taken down. So all within a 24-hour period, Alex and much of his InfoWars channel has been banned from Apple, from Facebook, Spotify, and Google, YouTube. Even LinkedIn took him down, and he doesn't even post there, as I understand it. When Apple decided to ban him entirely, not just some episodes, the other online giant companies followed suit. So despite his having millions of followers, despite the obvious public interest in what he has to say, he is cast out of social media and effectively silenced. Whether you call it deplatforming, shadow banning, or something else, it reminds one of the old Soviet practice, of making someone a non-person, what happened to Alex and many others, for he's only the most prominent, is censorship. And it is corporate control of speech. It is not only the government that can be guilty of censorship. When companies are the facilitators of public discourse and debate, and in this modern age, the only means of communication, then these corporations have become the government's de facto censors. The coordinated nature of this attack might leave the tech companies vulnerable to an antitrust lawsuit. It is obvious that the attack was coordinated. Therefore, it was not about Alex Jones at all. It is an attack against conservatives in general. Alex was just the biggest and would have the most chilling effect on free speech, the failure to enforce antitrust laws, starting particularly with the Clinton administration is a large part of the problem. Companies cannot be allowed to grow as big as these without there being serious negative consequences. For example, Apple is on track to soon become the first trillion-dollar company of the 195 companies, countries rather, in this world. Only 16 have a trillion-dollar GDP, meaning Apple would be a G20 economy. If it were a country, it could easily have its own State Department, its own military. That's a powerful company, folks. Alex Jones to seek the services of an antitrust law firm. Perhaps he will turn out to be the catalyst. That breaks these companies apart. It doesn't matter what you or I think of Alex Jones. It doesn't matter whether you follow him religiously or whether you think he's just a blowhard full of crackpot theories. We should be very worried about what has happened to him because it confirms that we are entering a new era in the outsourcing of censorship. The deep state doesn't care whether these companies are public or private. It wants opposition silenced and it gets what it wants. So what was once done by the government is now just outsourced to private companies. The cleansing from public life of all speech deemed offensive by the corporate overlords, which was once done by government to mold public opinion is now done by their corporations They use capitalist power, perhaps in violation of the antitrust laws, to erase the voices they don't like. This is also a worldwide phenomenon, since we're dealing with global corporations. In Europe, it's now common for opposition politicians to be silenced in the same way as Alex Jones was silenced. These liberal stooges of the ruling elite want the capitalist corporations to do their dirty work for them. This is no different than if the government confiscated books, pile them up and burned them. Who will be the next person, the next victim? That's a good question. Who will be silenced next because they will sooner or later get around to all of us? At the same time, Alex Jones was being censored, the New York Times apparently, with full knowledge that she was a disgusting, profane racist. Hired tech writer Sarah Gion to its editorial board. I won't repeat for you her many profane tweets, but I will tell you that they are clear evidence of a deep hatred of white people, yet she is not censored, she is not taken down. Miss Jeong is South Korean, you see. She's really suffered over the last 15 years in this white society. Having done her undergraduate work at Boston University, she then attended Harvard Law School, of course, then a fellowship at Yale University, so she is a child of benefit. She's also no bimbo, no dummy. That makes it even worse as far as I'm concerned because she is without excuse, both she and the New York Times, knew exactly what she was doing and what she had done. She is the future for the corporate ruling elite in the media. She represents what this is all about for she represents the actual real strategy. They intend to execute. I might sound like a broken record here, folks. But the New York Times is the worldwide go-to source for news from other news sources. In other words, the New York Times tells other sources of news what's acceptable to say. On their own editorial pages, her views, as expressed through her Twitter pages, are more than just overt racism. They're pure gutter, venom. She said white people smell like dogs. She bragged that she hates them and hopes that they are all childless and disappear, she said, this demographic extinction was, quote, my plan all along. The Times, which likes to brag about its practice of cutting out hate speech, did not withdraw the job offer in the face of this outrage, no. The Times defended her, said she was only reacting to hate speech directed at her online. It's a free country, isn't it? No, it's at least free for the Times, though. I thank the Times for this, I thank them. I admit that the Times is free to hire all progressive, disgusting, racist people that it wants. I thank the Times for once again removing the mask and revealing to us what it really is along with what all the progressives left really is. I'm hopeful that at least some people will see these things that I've spoken of and start to wake up some white liberals will be offended by her, I suppose. I have doubts about that, but I can hope. What happened to Alex Jones is a tactic, folks. Not the actual strategy, it's a tactic coming suspiciously close to the 2018 midterm elections. Tactics are what one uses in furtherance of its overall strategy. The island hopping campaign in the Pacific during World War II was a tactic in furtherance of the strategy, which was to reduce Japan to a state of unconditional surrender. These things happening today are tactics in a broader strategy, which I believe is to reduce all humanity, liberals and conservatives alike, to a state of unconditional surrender. To realize that strategy, humanity has to be divided. Voices must be silenced. Hatred and conflict must be fanned into real flames. Racial conflict must dominate everything worldwide, Chaos must be constant and increasing. Finally, folks, finally, the all-powerful, ruined corporate elite will intervene to save us. And all we must do to have that salvation is bow down and lick the hand that feeds us. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Darrell Castle. Thanks for listening.